As soon as Allah take you <coughs> into the presence of that reality then know you have to be from that reality. Means if you didn't pass by it and it was not something that you ever came across Allah has not written it for you. So same, say, all my life I'm looking for a doctor. One day you woke and you're in the middle of the doctor's waiting room and then you ask, I've been looking for a doctor, how can I do that? Where can I find doctor? So means then Allah is saying, you look around, what are you talking about? I just sent you into the waiting room, there's the doctor. Follow, inshaAllah. <laughs> um, As Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi, there are, there are different types of taweez on the merch website, just wanted to ask which ones should we get. Also another person had asked about the taweez, if they are allowed to give it to their non-Muslim friends. InshaAllah the traditional Naqshbandi taweez, Allahu Haq is in the center that uh, from, from Sayyidina Muhammad to Mawlana Shaykh Abdul Faiz Daghestani, Sultanul Awliya, that's essential for the Naqshbandi home and the madad of the shaykhs upon that taweez, calling upon their reality. So this is a, the traditional Naqshbandi taweez that has its realities and the madad and the support of the golden chain. There's another taweez that was introduced because of the difficulties of the jinn. And as Allah brought a reality at the time of Sayyidina Sulaiman as again the second. This is the second jahaliyyah and the second time. Uh, that, Im- that even Sayyidina Sulaiman had warned that what was brought onto the earth and what Allah saved the nation of Sayyidina Sulaiman that Sayyidina Sulaiman warned that they would be coming again. And that was the Dajjal and the Dajjal minions that would be entering onto the earth. That taweez of the jinn then that is a gift again from awliyaullah to the, from the nation of Sayyidina Muhammad to the awliyaullah to be brought back onto earth. And they carry, awliyaullah carry the reality of Sayyidina Sulaiman and the kingdom of Sayyidina Sulaiman upon this earth. Their Budala, Nujab, Nuqab, Awtadul, Akhyar, Jinni wa Malaika are all under their command. So as the masonry and Freemasonry and Illuminati, all of them they're trying to imitate the kingdom of Sayyidina Sulaiman They use the emblems, they get the stars, they, they wear a, 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 a bib around their waist, every ridiculous thing shaitan has them doing and trying to fool them in their minds that they're the masons, they are the master builders, they don't build nothing but the facilities. The building is in Allah's hands. Shaitan has fooled them and brought the minions of shaitan into their works 
and into their actions. They have no illumination, they have nothing of light for Dajjal takes away all light and destroys all faith. This kingdom and its six points and its reality of the star are all in the hand of Sayyidina Muhammad and the immense reality of the, of the kingdom, the six points, three points up, three points down and the, the throne within the center. That Najm Sulaiman wa Najm Dawood is all under the authority of Sayyidina Muhammad and in the hands of awliyaullah whom they have the authority on how to use it, how to teach it and how to bring out its reality. And that is to prepare the nation of Sayyidina Muhammad for an immense battle against Dajjal and Dajjal's dominion. InshaAllah. But I'm nobody and nothing so I don't know but inshaAllah Allah help us. As Alaikum there are some thoughts that stick in mind, most of the time they are intense and beyond control and are very bad and sometimes blasphemous. Can you please enlighten us with a solution? There are thoughts in mind that are very bad, sometimes blasphemous and what is the solution? Yeah, I think if you've emailed us, we've probably replied with the energy email. So remember that this is, we'll speak in something that's very easy and common sense. Imagine that there are rats everywhere and the rats symbolic of negative energy and shayateen, rats everywhere. And as soon as you do some good practices and zikr, you're coming against these rats because they want you to join them, they want you to be a rat. And you say, no I'm going to do some heavenly practices, well that's like putting peanut butter all over your feet. <laughs> so I don't know if anyone's dealt with rats, you know how they catch a rat is by peanut butter. They love peanut butter for some reason, they love a food. Maybe in Pakistan they don't even know what peanut butter is. But <laughs> if you put a food around yourself that would attract the rats, of course they're coming. Means the, the light that the servant begins to produce as soon as they just make one Allah and one salawat. As if you've flipped the switch and now all negativity is coming around you. And that's why we said, this is not something easy. When Prophet was describing to his companions that we just left the battle and now we're headed towards a much greater battle. And that you know you have to ponder, meditate that how much they were fighting and what Prophet was describing to someone like Imam Ali All the battles and the fierceness of battles, <coughs> now we're going towards the greater battle and this was the battle against ourself. <coughs> This was the battle against every bad desire that as soon as we take the flag of Allah and the flag of the love of Sayyidina Muhammad every shaitan wants to now come, wants to come make a problem, make a difficulty. So where do you think they're going to come? They're going to come onto your body for energy, you may have difficulties, weaknesses and the easiest place for them to come is into your head. 
Because your head is like a television that's not protected. They just come and was was all day long around you, whispering bad thoughts, evil thoughts, dirty thoughts, everything. As soon as you read Dalal Khirat, of course you're under attack. As soon as you want to make a salawat, a zikr, of course you're under attack. So this is their… this is the way of Allah showing this battle is very real. That you know guard yourself and prepare yourself for battle. That you have your beard, you have your wudu, you keep your hat, you keep your ring, you keep your asa, you have your tasbih and you're doing your salawat, you're doing your zikr. This is your armour. The wudu of the servant is his armour and shield from the heavens. You have your taweez, everything. But if you're out there in your shorts trying to fight demons, you're going to be eaten within days. So it means if you're not taking it serious and you're not preparing yourself and not doing everything that's required, that can be very difficult. And it's happening anyways whether you wanted it uh, to happen or not or wanted to accept the tariq or not, shaitan is eating everyone anyways. And those whom Allah inspire, go sit with them and learn from them, at least now there's a hope that you would be able to protect yourself and your loved ones. Because they're teaching what no masjid is teaching. They're teaching these practices and all of this sort of armory of the self, the wudu and the spiritual power of wudu, the, the secret reality of holy verses of holy Qur'an, how to connect with the heart of Sayyidina Muhammad All of that for what? A preparation for very difficult energies that are entering into the earth. So it's necessary to, to do these practices and begin to battle through all of their difficulties and the badness inshaAllah. And Sayyidi can we give these taweezes to friends or non-Muslim friends? Yeah, can we give the taweez to a non-Muslim or to friends? Uh, I, would, I would recommend not to as it will cause a great conflict in their environment and in their space. They don't have a respect for it, there, there have been stories of people who put a taweez and they go to a bar and everything starts to flip upside down because we're describing that you're bringing spiritual beings that are touching themselves as a ni'mat. You know how we say serve the shaykhs, have a practice and, and, and be of service, be of service everyone to the presence of Sayyidina Muhammad This is their ni'mat, this is their service to Prophet that we will come with this taweez and these are all mu'min, they don't interfere in the life of, of human beings. But we'll accompany the taweez and the servants as a protection for wherever they are. So then if, if, if this mu'min is now being put on to the neck of somebody who wants to go into a nightclub and a bar and do all sorts of bad things, then it can cause a difficulty for that person's life and they don't understand why these things. So it requires a bit of a description that please don't do bad things and you want to stop what you're doing and this is a spiritual protection, don't take this into these environments that are not correct and not, not proper for it. And with an introduction and, and there are non-Muslims that may come and say, I want it, I want the protection, I don't do bad things. So it's not something that we you know stand out of nightclubs and start putting on people's heads and say, here we're, we're catching people. It's going to have horrific sort of experiences in their lives. But for people whom they're looking for a solution, their children are sick, 
somebody has epilepsy, things that we know are jinn attacks and, and jinn difficulties most definitely then you can recommend for them to use the taweezes and, and to seek out a remedy and to watch the videos and begin to email helpme at nurmuhammad.com. As Salaamu Alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa rahmatullah. What to do with our Wahhabi friends who always attack? Wahhabi friends, that's good. I think there was somebody was going to email and ask that question too. Someone asked, can we marry a Wahhabi? And again that uh, we're not here to pass judgment on anyone and make Islam filled with titles but what we have to go to the core of what, we, what we're teaching with this title is the belief that if you're a person that believes in Islam and the reality of the hierarchy and the love of Sayyidina Muhammad and you want to express that love of Sayyidina Muhammad with all the teachings that we're teaching then you think to yourself with all that love that's my path towards Allah's Divinely Presence. Then instead of putting a title say, here comes a person that believes absolutely nothing to do with that, thinks that that's actually against belief because they're not moderate people and accommodating but there are people who believe that anything other than Allah is a complete shirk, is forbidden and they can become more and more aggressive in what they say and what they believe and forbid and forbid everything. So why would you want to do that? And everybody may sell themselves like a sheep but there may be a wolf under that, you know, under that image. Because when it comes time to marry they say, no, no I'm very accommodated, don't worry I'll be patient, I'll be not, they're not. Because the same ones, Minky Minky and all these people when they teach online, they say the same thing all about azwaj and wudu and this and that. Go to their websites everything is haram, mawlid is haram, everything is shirk, everything is shirk. But when they speak on one tongue everything is great and peaceful, you go back into their teachings and the core of their teachings and the core of their belief everything is haram, everything is a shirk, everything is a bidah and they just have an eloquent tongue in which the Prophet described them that their speech is pleasing to you because their Arabic is fluent and the, they speak in such a fluent way, you give what they have to say. But we know that they're going to block you from the reality and these are all the teachings of Dajjal. When we say Dajjal is coming, he's not coming as a Christian to scare Muslims. Is coming as a Muslim to scare Muslims. That's why Prophet described, whatever Dajjal teaches you of paradise, know that it's Jahannam. And whatever he tells you is Jahannam, you know that it's paradise. So he's not coming saying, I'm a Christian, I'm going to beat you up. He's coming as Muslims. For the Muslim community, the Dajjalis will be coming as Muslims. To take away your faith, say, what you're doing is shirk, is shirk, is shirk. Until we said before, they take away the key of Muhammadun Rasulullah. So, this is just something like a fine thread, they know exactly what they're doing, how they're going to do it, and how they're going to take away the faith of people. 
So Dajjal has his representatives for all religions, we're not all using the same guy. He's coming with all his representatives, anybody been for Hajj or Umrah? You must have met them all, <laughs> they're right there guarding the Rosa Sharif and beating people, slapping them, saying, this shirk, turn your back, everything that will make you to enter Jahannam. What Allah will ask you when you say, why you turned your back to the presence of Sayyidina Muhammad in your salah and your namaz? Who are you to turn your back? When Allah has you saying, As-salamu alayka ya Rasul Kareem, As-salamu alayka ya Nabi. Why, why would they say, oh that we can't go for hours, they're, they're, the teaching and how, how sort of demented it is. But what's important is this way of love and muhabbat and to think of a future that I want to be with people who will improve my faith, not continuously make me to have shaq and doubt, shaq and doubt, you will not survive. And I've said before, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. If you say, Shaykh, instead of Wahhabis, uh, Shaykh, I'd, I'd like to hang out with a whole bunch of crazy motorcycle bikers, do you think that's okay? What, what do you think? So then you must be also a crazy motorcycle biker because they're going to change you and I don't think you're going to change all of them. So the people that we hang out with, they have an immense influence on us, everything we'll do will be, oh this is shirk and say, oh yeah I don't cover my head in front of them, I don't wear my taweez in front of them, I don't even take out my tasbih because they say, that's shirk and I don't wear a ring because they say, oh no the ring is shirk. Everything is going to be forbidden until you compromised your belief so much you've hid your Ahlul Sunnah reality. And that's all shaitan wanted is, now hide yourself. Why they, they don't compromise to be with you, so it doesn't work like that, you know. Sayyidi, how sure can we be of answers and inspirations are being received from Rahman during meditation and muhasaba? Walaykum salam, how sure can we be that the inspiration and answers are coming during meditation? Absolutely not sure at all. Meditation was not for you to ask questions and to get answers. You have no way of reaching that state, that's a very elevated state of after seclusions and tarbiyah with the shaykh. Tafakkur and meditation was to make your heart and to be connected and ask that, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. Or if you're nothing why are you asking questions? Means it was a state in which to annihilate ourselves. Otherwise if you use this as imaginary, you're sitting as an imagination, and then now asking questions and you're giving yourself your own answer back and imaginary that you're in front of the shaykh, no that could be a very, very dangerous tool that somebody would unleash all sorts of you know misunderstandings, incorrect understandings and wreak havoc on, on belief. So that was not the system, the system was to be nothing and to sit in nothingness, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. I want to be nothing Sayyidi, dress me with your light. We have it in the article, dress me with your light, dress me with your light, I'm nothing and I do my zikr. And all I want to achieve is an energy, I want to feel an energy come into my heart. I don't need to ask questions I mean, I don't need to get any answers. So stay away from asking questions, they so say inspirations. 
that make you to think and inspire yourself that I want to, I want an answer on something and an inspiration comes to talk about something, to talk to someone about something, those are all nafsani. And an inspiration that comes that you should pray hundred rakahs tonight, that is for your soul. An inspiration you should be reading juz of Qur'an, you should be sitting and making 10,000 salawats. Those inspirations, alhamdulillah, don't tell anyone and you do them but nobody listens to that. But if you feel inspired to tell this one this, tell the world about your your, 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 your relationship with the Mahdi that you, you know all of these ayahs of Qur'an, no, no, no this is all the nafs going way out of control, we get a lot of emails like that. That there Isa, Sayyidina Isa now here's these, these realities that I should, I should spread to the whole world what he's understood because he's Sayyidina Isa emailing me. <laughs> so no it's not going to be like that but that's why we're not trying to develop you know people's mental state and take it out into the world of hallucination. It's a whole formula that you are supposed to be nothing, when you're nothing you don't ask questions. You know the servant to the king, does a servant to the king talk to the king? Has anyone seen movies of dynasties and kings and, and lordship? The servant just sits there waiting for what the king wants from him. But the servant is not turning around and keep talking to the king, hey what was your dinner last night king? Hey where, where, you, got, where you got your these shoes from? Where's this? No, but it's teaching us servanthood that we're trying to learn how to enter into the presence of Sayyidina Muhammad So we're not sitting there to try to ask every type of question. We're trying to sit there to annihilate ourselves, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. Just say, dress me from your lie, let me to feel that light Ya Rabbi and be nothing, be nothing and enter the reality of servanthood. And when you're nothing and you're nothing and you're nothing, again we said then the inspiration comes into the heart for ibadah, never for teaching, talking and, and emailing people your inspirations. This is a state of nothingness and servanthood, inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa Rahmatullah Can someone move out of time as in videos from 8 years ago seems extremely live and it seems as if I'm standing in, in those videos or is it just in my head? No time is, is uh, only related to this dunya that can someone move outside of time? And what are the confines of time? And we said that when you meditate and you, you do it correctly, listen to all the instructions, annihilate oneself, when we begin the state of annihilation you now enter timelessness, you're timeless. So the real state of muraqabah is in the world of light where you're making yourself you're dead, a light is coming, you feel the energy coming, you feel yourself heated. The more that energy is coming you become timeless. So you're talking about the shaykhs, of course they're all timeless and their teachings are timeless. And if you meditate and contemplate at any time you could see a video and that video comes alive to you. And the lights come out from the eyes of the shaykh and begin to penetrate into your heart. They're not teachings of dunya. These are the teachings of malakut that are not confounded, they're not confined to anything from dunya. 
When they come, they come with an energy at all times, always fresh, no expiration date. And they come with many spiritual beings attached to their energy. You turn that video on and many energies and spiritual beings are coming around. Especially also the website, the articles and read an article and you feel all these spiritual beings are all around you. One to control you and to bring a fire and an energy within your heart and within your being inshaAllah. So it's a timeless reality and, and its, it's limits are, are not something that could be understood inshaAllah. Bas inshaAllah. Ila Sharif al Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa alayhi wa sahbihi kiram, ulama shaykhina fi tariqatan ashbandiyatul aliyah wa sayyidu wa saddatina wa siddiqina al-fatiha. Click the link now to subscribe.